0: join
1: our friends the horde Amari Scarf and Sphere as they stare in horror at the creature known as Linda Miller they have been following Linda Miller through the darkness for days after escaping the temple of Ombrazul and the uh, pursuing insect horde they've uh, figured out uh, a little bit about the uh, the temple of Ombrazul and the cultists who resided there. They've learned about some of their toys and uh, and they have leveled up recently, which is great. Everyone's excited about that. They continue to follow Linda Miller until they come around the corner and find her uh, shaking a short thick body in her mouth. She's, arr, 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 she's shaking back and forth and as Uh, Sphere approaches, he sees that this is a Bullywug. And Linda Miller begins to back away from Sphere shaking uh, vigorously uh, this clearly lifeless (laughs) Bullywug.
2: Linda, Linda, you made a trade with Amari. That's my Bullywug, Linda. (laughs)
0: Linda. (laughs)
2: Spear's <laughs> so gonna jump forward and try to grab the bullywug from Linda R- Roll me a dexterity check to see if you can grab it Never trust a
3: man who can dance
1: <laughs> 21 <laughs> you, you grab the bullywug and yank it out of her hand And her eyes get big And she sprints into the darkness <gasps> Wait, Down Lin- the passageway I, Linda?
2: Linda Miller
4: Oh great
1: job
2: I Great just job. I, We made a deal. This was mine. We made a deal for
4: I guess this is a lesson to never make deals with feral children or whatever she is.
1: You hear uh, down the passageway, you hear a, uh, like that, it's, a, it's, it's a, kind of sounds like another. Uh,
2: it's like a, a guttural sort of scream and then sudden
1: silence. Oh,
2: I think it's just fine. Okay, throw the bullywug over my shoulder and like firemen carry him and start walking towards where I heard the other bullywug oh, noise. Okay, right, cool. So, you, you, you,
1: you guys head down the passageway, and it is getting. Uh, it is it is descending. It is going down, and it is getting warmer and steamier, and there's beads of moisture that cling to your face and roll down your neck, and there's a stench of decaying vegetation that's like um, it's like grass clippings and, and sewage mixed together. It's this unpleasant, just organic odor, and the humidity is just balmy as you head down this passageway. The uh, the floor is also turning from stone into mud. So you're coming out of a of a clearly very rocky cavernous area into a much again. It's just the wetness in the air is obviously congealing on the walls, and you see just water running down the sides of this passageway. Until before long, you are uh, you are wading through muck that's probably six to eight inches deep. You're leaving clear footprints behind you. Um, and as you step into the mud and you pull your foot up, the footprints fills with water. As you've been moving down, there are little passageways that come into and run out of the passageway that you're on. Uh, you've got a pretty good idea. You can kind of see some footprints from where Linda Miller uh, headed this way. Uh, it's been a while since you've seen any of her footprints. Maybe because she's up on a wall or she's climbing on the ceiling, or because she slipped down another passageway that you missed. You're, you're not sure of that, but this was the general direction. There, um, there have been Bullywug voices echoing down corridors. It's hard to tell where they came from. As you continue onward, at one point, you hear a number of Bullywug shouts behind you, back in the direction of where you originally uh, encountered the Bullywug with Linda Miller. And then, uh, to your displeasure, there is a sound of a horn through the hallways.
0: Come on, come on.
1: Three times like
2: that.
3: Linda Miller. Oh no! Uh, Scarf draws his sword.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna ditch the the bullywog body I've been <laughs> carrying. Just like toss it down <laughs> in the mud.
1: You don't want to you don't want to run into people no. carrying a dead wog on your back.
2: I don't think it's the best look. i just be, do like one of those Ace Ventura, just... Uh, 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 uh. Uh, hey, guys, you guys, we all heard that, right?
1: Everybody heard that. That was pretty clear. Again, hard to pinpoint direction because of the echo and the passageways coming in and out, but it was
2: pretty darn audible. These passageways, they're all littered with, with I've been I've been hearing them. They're in here somewhere. We can stand out here and fight. Or we can take a risk down one of these passages.
4: Yeah, well, you know, the thing that I really want to know is where Linda Miller went because she was the one that was going to get us out of here. And um, if we oh. lose her, then we're, you know, just kind of stuck down here. So yeah. that sort of um, doesn't seem ideal.
3: If we find Linda Miller, but the Bullywogs, we have to fight the Bullywogs if the Bullywogs attack. But Linda Miller attacked the Bullywogs. Should we go down the passage or should we go to the Bullywogs where Linda Miller?
0: Linda Miller.
1: Mm. Sphere, you you do see something that looks irregular in the hallway up ahead. It's at the edge of your uh, dark vision.
2: Hey, Amari. Mm. Um... Have my back. Okay. I'm going to start. Okay. I'll start creeping towards it. Okay. That.
1: So you're creeping through the muck in this underground passageway that's about 10 feet tall and 10 feet wide. It, the passageway, at first it looks like it just dead ends, but it, it doesn't. It turns. And as you start uh, to come around the corner, you you see what, what, what the abnormality was. And it's a wooden sign. Against the side of the passageway, and it's uh it's a wooden sign, and it has this uh, almost childish uh, painting on it in common. And it says, "The Majestic City of roompa And Majestic is wildly misspelled. And underneath it says, "All must pay tribute." And next to the sign is a, like a cave drawing like scribbled on the wall in chalk in equally bad spelling and common, and it is just, just scrawled with an untrained hand. It says, beware, and the next word is is a word you don't know. It's T-A-Y-B-A-L-R-O-K.
2: T-A-R-B-A-L. A
1: T-A-Y-B-A-L-R-O-K.
3: A ball rock? God damn it! <laughs> Sorry. While Sevier is reading that, Scarf just leans in over his shoulder and just goes, "It's a mountain east of Darlentville Gorge." <laughs> Scarf, how'd you get so sneaky? Linda Miller. Linda
2: Miller. Ma- hey, hey, I have to- Amari. Yeah. Mm. I think we found our way out. I don't think we need Linda no more. I mean, I guess I'm. I kind of miss her, and I'm kind of worried about her, but at the same time. We do have a way out, it looks like.
4: Um, are you sure? No. I I mean, I don't really...
2: We can go see if Linda Miller's back there.
4: Maybe she went back to the camp?
2: Or she's trying to eat
3: some bullywugs.
4: Maybe that's what they're saying beware of.
3: Prominent peak in the area. Scarf! A wildfire swept through the area in November 2013. At least a hundred firefighters were involved.
2: I think there's some challengers waiting down that hall where
3: that horn came from. I heard they wanted a good fight. I am ready to fight, just like the firefighters involved in the wildfire in 2013. <sighs> Do I ever get to roll to see if I stop babbling? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> describe I'm gonna... a visible symbol in the urge. Table rock. The town Morgantown. I suspect that uh, if you
1: spend time away from Linda Miller, you'll uh you'll probably get some opportunities to stop babbling.
4: Okay. Should we just leave him down here to die?
2: I mean at this point, what's the difference if we take him along with us? I just told him someone wants to fight him, and he just started talking to himself. What good is he going <laughs> to do us if he can't be Table muscle? Table
3: Rock is east of the Linville Gorge, and I have my sword drawn ready <laughs> for battle. Okay, okay. Uh, that way, and I'm
2: just going to point back towards down the hall. All right, and I'm going to charge down the hall. like Back the way that you came? Isn't that where the horn came from? Or we, we just don't know? You don't know where the horn came from. I uh. mean,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, because of the echoes and the passageways and things like that.
2: All right, well, then uh, in that case, I'm going to go, hey, scoff, table rock. Table Rock. And I'm pointing the sign He's still in and I'm pointing the and in the and the direction going forward. As you come
1: farther around the corner, the bend in this passageway, there's a wooden structure up ahead that you see at the edge of Amari's light. Or uh, you, you, actually sorry, Amari doesn't have light. There is a wooden structure that you see up ahead in the darkness and uh, it's a as you approach it's it's a rickety wooden wall with an iron reinforced door in it that fills the cavern passage. So imagine like a like a a tube that you've been walking through and then almost like a circular wooden wall wedged into this tube, sealing it like the top of a barrel seals the the cylinder of the barrel. And in the middle of this rickety wooden wall is an iron door. Um, And uh, there's a a, um, there's a, a sort of a semi squared uh, barred window that's next to the door. So you've got this iron door and then you've got this square window next to it that's clearly off kilter. This is very very poor craftsmanship. There's not not actually anything square about this uh, about this window or this door which is clearly off kilter. And underneath the Iron uh, bars. There is painted again in scrawling common. It says pay tribute. The wall looks like a fortification that was built by children to defend a clubhouse. Like that. That's that's the general impression that you get. Like it looks like scrap lumber and slightly bent nails. And, and like a really impressive door that that, that, that kid somehow found. There's a moss that climbs the wet wooden walls from the muck and the wood itself is like mildewing and molding and rotten at the bottom where it's been submerged down into the mud. And it looks like if you gave a pretty good kick, you could just break off the bottom of this wall, you know, and climb under it if you wanted to. The door is actually hanging open and uh, and there is a rusty spear that's leaning up against the cave wall in on this side of uh, of the of the wooden
3: uh, fortification.
4: Hmm. Oh. Well. Uh,
3: Shall we go forward to find Linda Miller?
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't recognize when you talk normal. Um. Sure. I guess so. Yeah.
2: Should we Should we leave her a note?
4: Do you have anything to leave a note with?
2: Yeah, I mean, we got all these oh, books.
4: the spear! We could get the spear and maybe, like, scratch off some little letters in the moss. Works for me. Okay, I'll do it then.
2: Yeah, it's probably a good idea.
4: So Mari's gonna go and grab the spear, and she's gonna kind of walk over to the moss on the wall, and she'll look back and be what should I put?
2: Uh, Linda Miller. Her. That's a good start.
4: Linda... How do you spell Milla?
2: Probably just like it sounds, right? Right, right, right. Tell her I'm sorry. Uh,
4: Scarf's
2: an idiot. Yes. Sphere is sorry.
4: Sphere is sorry.
2: Uh, We will honor our deal, you know? can't have bad business. The bug man is coming. The Deal. bug man is coming.
1: While, while this is going on, Scarf, it's been a while since Linda Biller took off, and you haven't heard the voice in your head for a while, so go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw,
3: okay. and, uh, and let's see if your head is clearing or not. Okay, I got a 16 plus, I think a plus 2. Oh, no, it's plus 0. I'm sorry, so it is 16. Okay, that's fine. 16 is fine.
1: Not having that voice continuously chanting in your head has allowed you to sort of clear your thoughts and you don't feel compelled to babble the the phrases that you've heard again and again and again anymore. Thank God.
3: <laughs> My head has cleared. I am no longer under the spell. Uh, some peace and quiet.
4: Well, you're still under a spell. I just want to point that out. You do realize
3: you're still old. I'm starting to think age looks good on me. Where? I thought you didn't like wrinkles. On others, no. But uh, <laughs> as scarf, I look—I make wrinkles look pretty, pretty glorious. Oh, they look like wrinkles. They're like a Scarf with my battle with age. <laughs> yeah, well, you're definitely losing,
2: buddy.
4: And <laughs> you smell like cabbage.
2: Oh yeah, it's uh, actually, hold. Oh, I think that might be all of us, actually. <laughs> I, that bullywug did not do me any, uh, any favors. My nose has picked up quite a bit of pungent smells. All right. We got the note to Linda. Cool. I'm just going to go up to the wall and just try <laughs> to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to punch it.
1: You, you well, said the door it? is hanging. The door is open. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome to punch the wall if you want. The door is open.
2: All right. Well, I mean, okay, I'm going to commit to the bit now. Just. I'm <laughs> just
1: going to... Okay, roll me a uh, roll me a strength check uh, or athletics check with your
2: uh, with your punch, and let's see what happens. All right, <laughs> just gonna commit to the bit here. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. Why not? It's a five plus uh, strength. 2. Oh uh, no, zero. Uh, 05. <laughs> so, so, you uh, you
1: punch and unfortunately for you it's like you hit a stud like one of the few supports that actually is holding this thing up you punch right on top of and absolutely
2: nothing happens. All right. <laughs> Step back guys. Step back guys. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to clear this out. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
3: I like the way you think.
1: <laughs> exactly. It. It's like uh It's like in Taekwondo class when you when the guy fails to break uh, the balsa wood like that's that's what happened with you. It's just it was you were just you were like a centimeter farther away from the wall than you thought. So you just touch it.
3: Fear not my minion. I will show you how it's done. And I pat severe on the head and then I want to also punch. That's demeaning.
1: (laughs) Okay, then you roll me. Uh and a, uh, roll me an athletics check. And at the same time, let's check in with Amari to see how uh, how she feels about what's going on.
4: So she finishes off the note with get us out. X.O. 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 Amari.
0: And we're just in the and background. Then, <laughs> <laughs>
3: you two, next to the
1: open door, you two are punching the wooden wall.
3: I, I rolled a 14 and I have plus five to athletics. Oh, you
1: you punch and your fist goes straight through this rotten wood. Again, remember the humidity is like eighty-five percent. Don't think of dry wood. Right. Think of wet wood, and it just it it. There's a, a damp crack
2: as your fist goes through this wall to the other side. I just loosened it for you.
4: Why 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 are you doing all this? Wasn't the door a
2: What what door?
4: The door and the wall and the thing. What?
2: Oh. Yeah, the scarf. iron
4: door, it was slightly ajar.
2: Scarf, what are you doing? There's a door right here.
3: I was just showing the wall my strength.
2: <laughs> uh, this, this guy, he's such a, uh, he's such a, such an idiot. Uh,
4: <laughs> yes, it's forever inscribed on this wall until moss grows over it again.
2: Uh, well, hopefully she finds us, you know, don't want to do bad business, we said we'd I hope her. she
4: knows how to read.
2: Yeah, she, she said, she had like a name tag and, stuff. I would assume so. Well, okay.
3: Your handwriting is quite good.
4: Thank you. I went to school for a very long time to learn how to, you know, and I get wrapped on the knuckles if my penmanship wasn't
2: good. So, thank you.
3: I would get wrapped on the knuckles if I didn't bring enough fish home.
2: Luxury! (laughs) No one ever loved me and wrapped me on the knuckles for nothing. I had to hit myself. Alright, let's go. (laughs) 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 As you, as you step through
1: the wooden door, there's not much on the other side. This is really is just a fortification. There is a stool uh, for someone obviously to sit on and look out through the iron bars and collect tolls. It is flipped over um, and uh, there are footprints all over the muck on that side. There's clearly been a lot of sort of foot traffic right around this, uh, this wall in this area. And, uh, but no one is here right now. As soon as you step through the door, the volume of the world seems to increase. There is a loud frog chorus. Like, imagine uh, being in the forest and the loudest frog chorus you've ever heard. I don't know if you've ever been in a swamp or uh, near a stream or a pond at night. And it's uh, a variety of different frogs you hear. You're hearing the boop, boop. And then you're also hearing the
0: kee, kee, kee,
1: And, and um it's all coming uh, you, you uh, it's hard again hard to pinpoint just because of the caverns but you're fairly certain this is um this is coming from the uh, from the east
4: do any of the foot like the footsteps in the the um Area looked like
1: Linda Miller's weird feet. I uh, roll me a perception check or an investigation check. Let's see what you see. Uh, because she had very weird feet. She did have a weird sort of insectoid feet that touched the ground in multiple yes. odd places.
4: Distinctly different from frog-like feet. Uh, fourteen.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. You are sus. Suspicious of what you see in the muck. There are some, uh, there are some places that look like it, either, either something linear like a like a stool leg, or uh, I don't know, uh, some sort of a stick or something was pressed down into the mud, or it was maybe Linda Miller's foot, and the water has kind of filled in. So you know what I mean? Like, don't think of like beautiful, pristine footsteps, the, the the muck is too wet and too deep for that. And But there are some general shapes where you go, mmm. That's definitely not a frog foot. It could be something else.
4: I think she's been through here, guys. Yeah. I have a hunch.
2: Yeah. Hey, Sphere's going to peel his eyes. He's going to look around, because you said – That there sounds was like painful. A, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Please, stop uh-huh. that, severe.
2: You think Linda came through here?
4: Yes, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you remember how weird her feet looked, and a lot of these, what remains of these tracks look like her weird feet to me, so. Well,
2: I say, yeah, uh, that's better lead than anything else we got. We want to try to take this bad boy east where we're hearing all this sound.
4: Uh, I suppose that's the only option we have, really. Uh, uh, Scarf. Do you have some sort of, like, mental connection with Miss Miller because
3: of your crazies? I will try and reach out.
4: Can you, like, send a telepathic message to her or something?
3: Uh, Scarf is going to close his eyes, sit down, like, kind of uh, crisscross applesauce, and put his hands on both his knees, and he's going to focus really hard and see if he can... Make a mental connection to Linda Miller.
0: Um,
1: okay. Uh, mm. Do you have any sort of a spell or anything
3: no. that might? Nothing. Nothing that would make this possible. Uh, I have compelled duel, and heroism.
4: I thought it was gonna be like I do not.
3: No, the that's I'm gonna take that as a hard no. Um, Linda
1: Miller. Oh my gosh. Yeah, am I gonna do? Am I gonna do this? Roll a uh, roll an Arcana check, <laughs> and you have to get a natural twenty to feel anything. But you are gonna search your mind to see if you can grab onto this psychic
3: thread. <laughs> uh, that is a. Fourteen. No, yeah, you got nothing. I was,
1: getting, you know, I was like, you know, narratively, I could, like, you know,
2: let's take a shot at it, no. if the dice willed it to happen.
1: Oh yeah, totally. If if you if I had said natural twenty, and then you got a natural twenty, the connection between scarf and Linda
3: Miller would be a thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> all right. I cannot seem to reach her at the moment.
4: Maybe we can try again later.
3: That sounds good. Yeah.
4: Also, you've got mud all over your butt. You probably should have sat on the stool.
3: It's
1: nothing new. Oh, okay. The uh, the passageway continues on past
2: this fortification. Shall we? We shall. Yes. Do we want to move stealthily
3: or do we want light so we can see stuff? Uh,
4: well, I will leave that up to you.
3: Any challenges that come at us, I will cut down. Uh,
4: okay. Can we all see in the dark? Uh. Like, fairly okay.
3: I can. I don't think uh, swamp Swampass over here can.
4: Swampass, can you see in the dark? <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm an animal person. Of course I can. Okay. Let's move in the dark.
4: Okay. Let's go. All
1: right. You guys move in the dark, and you have about 200 yards of winding, of winding hallway passageway before you come to an intersection. There are a couple of different passageways that come together. There's also a signpost stuck right in the middle of this uh, intersection. And the wood is broken off of the signpost and is laying at the bottom. And Scarf, you do hear some... And you are pretty sure that there are voices approaching from one of the other passageways towards this Intersection.
3: Uh, I'll do the hold up my hand to stop them. Amari's gonna run right into him because she doesn't
2: know what that means.
4: Like what? You could have at least. Spear just... runs
3: into Amari because he would couldn't see scarf in front of Amari. What <laughs> <laughs> fuck? And without any hush tones, just say there are people approaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear? And in silence. They are aware of our presence.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder why. Jesus Christ.
1: There is silence uh, around the intersection, and nothing seems to be happening.
2: It's quiet. Too quiet.
4: Amari is going to cast light on her shield at this point.
2: Uh, the
1: passageway lights up. Yeah, and, and you can see uh, the intersection more clearly. You can see the wood on the ground, uh, and it's sort of these cross pieces that are stuck together, and there's that same uh, scrawl black paint common written on the, um, on the arrows that are pointing in different directions, and so you see that, and then there is uh,
3: silence. Fellow travelers, there is no need to hide. We are aware of your presence. You may come out and speak with us.
4: I don't think they're travelers. I think this is their
3: home. So, well, um, never mind. I wouldn't mind being a guest in your home.
1: With, uh, With that, you actually see two eyes that appear peeking into your hallway. And there is a bullywug face that is looking around the corner and in Broken Common,
2: it says, Table Rock. Is a uh, a mountain range east of the Linville Gorge? <gasps> <gasps>
1: <gasps> and and <laughs> his face <laughs> disappears back behind the... um. It disappears back behind the rock uh, that he was peeking out of. Um, Like, yeah, you saw his bullywug eyes get large, and then he disappeared.
2: All right, I gotta. I read all the fireball chapters. I think I need to go back and read all the how to make friends
3: chapters. (laughs) Can I do it? Well, an insight.
4: I think I'll. Go ahead. I was gonna
3: say if I can do an insight check to see if he was, if that was a look of fear or a look of excitement. Oh yeah, roll me an insight check. Cool. So, uh. What was that insight? Oh cool, plus zero. Uh I got a four. Uh yeah, you 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 can't read a bully log at all.
4: I would um I would assume that maybe it wasn't positive because at the beginning of this tunnel it said beware table rock. So maybe he did not want to hear that bec because Linda Miller eats them. Oh. And um <clears throat> so Oops. he thinks probably we are Associates. her friends or something.
2: I mean, to be fair, we are her friends, right? Wait. Ew, no. Oh, I, that's it. Yeah, who needs, who needs friends? <laughs> that's fear. Uh, I, do we want to follow? Do we want to follow where we um, saw him?
4: Let's just wait here and see.
2: So you guys, are you
1: going to wait him out?
4: Okay. I I think so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sphere will definitely take the dodge action at this point. <laughs> I'll have my hand on the hilt of my okay. sword.
1: Um, so there's there's silence, and you guys wait for uh, about five minutes, and the uh, but the light is still on, you know, and you hear after about five minutes, then you hear some squishing in the muck, and it almost feels like footsteps moving away down
3: one of the tunnels. It appears that we have scared them off. Yeah.
4: All right, which way should we go?
3: Shall I go first in case of ambush? Yes.
1: Absolutely.
3: Most definitely. Scarf will walk out to check the sign.
1: There's, Um. you still hear the frog chorus off to the east and there is the sign, assuming the sign is laying down the way that, in a way that's oriented to what is actually going on, there's a really long wooden arrow that points to the east towards the sound of the sign, and on it written in common is great, great, wonderful hall. And every word is misspelled, (laughs) and it points off to the east. To the northeast, uh, the arrow points, and it says "majestic city," wildly misspelled, and misspelled differently than "majestic city" was uh, spelled, misspelled uh, at the at the wall, and then "stunning forest" points to the south, and in a different it's a different piece of wood that looks much newer and the ink is different it's a it's a red ink as opposed to the black that's used on the other pieces of wood it says sexy treasure reward and it points to a passageway to the west i would
4: really like to see this sexy treasure reward.
2: i mean yeah it's like basically calling for us right i agree Yes, I've o- I've always been down for a sexy treasure reward, so I mean, definitely not a trap, right?
3: Is the treasure sexy, or the treasure reward sexy? Ah, there's only one way to find out.
1: You step to the to the passageway that's indicated as sexy treasure reward, and the passageway is it, it's about ten feet in diameter as you start, and it quickly narrows down. To about uh, five feet in diameter, and it's about ten feet tall. So it's um, it's like a it's like a, a column, right? So five feet wide and ten feet tall is is kind sort of how it comes together. So it just gets narrow. You'd be going one at a time, and it um, the muck angles upward, and you see an, it's an uphill slope uh, in the muck uh, heading off to um, to the west.
2: Scarf, you go
1: first.
3: <laughs> I will go first. Excellent. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Right. So, Scarf's going first. Are uh, are, you, are you guys letting him go by himself, or are you going with him? Oh no, he's.
2: No, we're watching. Yeah, we're watching from afar, <laughs> safely.
1: Okay. So, Scarf, you uh, you walk about uh, 20 feet or so uh, as the muck um, starts to slope upward.
3: Can I? Just touch things with my sword as I'm walking forward just to see if there's, like, traps. Like, you're touching, like, the walls and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Just, like, poking stuff. Like, random stuff. Like, I'm, there's no method to it. just. Yeah,
1: roll me, uh, just roll me, um... Okay, so roll me a, an investigation check with disadvantage. Just, uh, not I'm not checking anything, but I just want to kind of get an idea of, like, your random poking method.
3: I rolled a 17 both times.
1: Oh, okay, great. Okay, cool. Wow. Okay, sweet. So your very effective poking mechanism. You start heading up on this gradual slope, about 20 feet, and it's in the muck, and um, as you walk up, you do notice that the muck that you're in, it. it um, you start to feel the stone back underneath your feet again. At the same time, the, uh, the walls are, are more wet than they have been, and there's just this sheet of moss, like dark green moss on the walls. And then it hooks a hard left at 90 degrees and you go about five feet and then it hooks a hard right. And just before you make the right, your sword tings on something metallic hmm. in the wall on the left. And as you look, you do see um, it's they're spikes, but they're uh, made of wood. And uh, largely made of wood there. There are a couple of little metal spikes sort of mixed in there, but the metal spikes are just really rusted and seem quite dull. And the wooden spikes are completely rotted through and look pretty ineffective.
3: Uh, can I kind of take my sword and just do like a, a quick chop down and see if I can cut the wood through the spikes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll me.
1: Um, Just roll me a roll me a roll me an attack, I guess. Just Yeah. Roll me a, an attack roll.
3: Just like you're hitting it with your sword. I got a 23.
1: Oh, yeah, you totally just just easily hack all the um all, all the spikes off of the wall and nothing. Yeah. And, and at this point, it's it's largely a flat, a flat wall. And uh, yeah, it, it, that was pretty easy. You just kind of you, you took it apart pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. So the passageway leads off to the right um, and the incline increases significantly.
3: It is safe up to this point. Would you like to come up here and I will continue forward? Because I'm like around a bend now right from them. Yep, you're around to bin now. Sounds good to me. I
4: guess we can go up and join him sort of where he is and then have him continue
1: on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we'll climb up there. And once they get there right. I'll kinda start to make my way forward again.
1: Alright. So you start making your way forward. Uh what's the walking order? Uh who's who's in front of who coming um, coming up there? I know I'll Scarf be is at, in the front.
4: At the rear. Okay. And you three. can be at the front. Okay, so
1: sphere I'm assuming you're kind of standing at the bottom of the slope of that, um, that Scarf is climbing right now, where the spikes used to be. Is that correct? Yeah,
2: yeah, right. yeah. We're both just oh. chilling at that little platform, I guess.
1: All right, cool. So uh, Scarf, you start to head up this passageway, heading up uh, up the slope. And uh, you see up ahead, the uh, there's another sort of one of those platforms, and then the uh, passageway makes a turn again off to the left. And so you're coming up to a place where it turns left and as you get to about 10 feet in front of that passageway, the floor becomes the slickest type of mud that you have ever stepped on. So you immediately step on it. It's almost like some sort of polished stone with moss and, uh, and mud on top of it, just uh, just slick as ice. I need you to roll me a, a dexterity save okay. to see if you go down on the muck. That's an uh, eight. You go straight to the floor and shoot down the slope, the steep incline that you had just uh, <laughs> made your way up. Gaining speed and mud as you go. Uh, You're hurtling towards the wall where the spikes were. Sphere, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw uh, to see if you can get out of the way as Scarf hurls for Here you I come. inside a mud ball.
2: Oh yeah, 25.
1: Oh yeah, you dive out of the way as Scarf slams into the wall at the bottom of the slope. Uh, Scarf, I need you to roll me 3d6 uh, bludgeoning. Uh, no, actually, you, you remove the spikes. So 2d6 uh, bludgeoning damage. We're soften it up since there's nothing spiky down
3: there. Uh, I got 5 damage.
1: All right. So you take five damage as you slam, uh, mud spattering everywhere, soaking a sphere who's undamaged but covered in liquid sludge. Great.
2: Careful.
3: Yeah. It seems we'll have to work for this reward.
2: I do not feel sexy. <laughs> I do. I'm just like stand. I'm guessing I'm just like standing there, <laughs> covered in mud, just like. Just like the car, like on the street corner when the car yeah. like dips into the puddle. <laughs> exactly. Are you charging the hill, Amari?
1: Yes. I'm going to do it. Just going to try. All right, perfect. So, uh, so you get to head up. The exact same experience' it's a steep it's a steep slope uh, you get about 30 uh, feet up and you can see right where the ground sort of shifted in its consistency that sent scarf heading down and because you uh, have seen this happen before I'm going to give you advantage on your dexterity save to see if you can uh, if you can maneuver past the slippery spot to the top of the um, to the top of the hill. I got a total 19. Okay, cool. So you uh, you are able to um, you are able with your elvish uh, dexterity and uh, and lightness and quickness, uh, able to sort of wedge yourself and move along through the mud and the muck without slipping and sliding down. You go the last ten feet, and uh, the floor levels out, and there is a sharp left turn at ninety degrees, just like there was before. And you're looking at about you just uh, just four to five feet uh, passageway, five feet wide, and it opens out into uh, into a larger room. And that's that's pretty much what you can see.
4: I don't understand what was so hard about that. It was quite easy, actually.
3: Oh,
2: is it all right? Well, I'm gonna come up then and check this out.
3: I will catch you if you fall, and I'm gonna stand at the bottom, like you know, like a a catcher's, <laughs> like, a- like a, yeah. A baseball catcher position. Yeah. Sphere is gonna walk up the hill.
1: <laughs> this is this is this is gonna this
3: is not gonna work.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, so Amari is standing at the top of the hill, and uh, Sphere is just going to walk after her. Oh correct? yeah, yeah.
2: Scarf Scarf isn't smart enough to keep all the treasure for himself. He would definitely announce it if he saw it. Amari is sneaky. And she will steal everything before gotcha. I even get a chance to see it. So we can't leave her alone with sexy treasure.
0: <laughs> okay, so. That
2: so, sounds,
1: That's sounds good. That is a fair assessment. All right, uh, so you you climb the slippery slippery slope and um, I'm going up on all fours. All right way. you go so you definitely again, you get a, a dexterity check with advantage.
2: Oh yeah. Dirty 20.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you're, you're on all fours. You are so covered in mud at this point. And uh, the only person more covered in mud is Scarf.
2: <laughs> just like caked. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You you. you I just picture uh, I just picture you getting his hands up on top of the slope onto the ledge and kind of slowly pulling himself up. And, uh, and yeah, so you're standing behind Amari, you see exactly what she does, about five feet passageway. Again, this is about five feet wide. It's about so five feet long. And then it opens out into a room that uh, is com- uh, looks completely unremarkable from where you're standing. It is mossy walls and muck on the floor. and at, uh, And that's all you see as you look into the room. I just, so my mace, has
4: an industrious worker spell. Yes. Would this industrious worker perhaps work to um, maybe like dig out some of the mud for me in case there's like stuff buried under the mud or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, any sort of, uh, yeah, the industrious worker just, it just speeds up common tasks, just like digging. And yeah, it would be perfect for just digging out muck if that's what the industrious worker wanted to do.
4: I'm going to use one of my charges. Okay. To summon um, Saffy and uh, have him yes. just uh, clear the muck
1: in case there's something hidden. Okay. Um,. You, so with uh, Sophia's industrious worker, you don't uh, <laughs> you don't get to summon something. You have to you touch a willing creature. Scuff. And for the
3: next eight hours. Please come
4: join us.
3: <laughs> but we should probably throw a rope. I do not need a rope, rope. down for him. If you have. Can I justify when I get up to the the slippery part? jumping the rest of the way and using my athletics?
1: I, I don't think so. I, I think this is, the way this thing is set up, I think this is a pure dexterity test.
3: Okay, then I'm just gonna go for it again. Right, well,
1: now you have the benefit of experience, and so you can have advantage on your deck save okay. if you're just going for
3: it. Uh, I'm gonna do the kind of on all fours maneuver I saw. Okay, I got a 15 and a 17.
1: All right, cool. So you you are able this time uh, to to use some of the handholds that were made by your colleagues and you do climb up to the top and you are also standing on the ledge. The ledge at this point above the slope going down is quite crowded, but um, but you are packed in there. Amari is in the front uh, getting near the room Uh, sphere is behind her and you are now at the top of the of the downward
3: slope. Standing there,
4: Scuff, come, come
3: here. I, uh, I, go there. Uh,
4: uh, I'm just gonna kind of pat him awkwardly on like the shoulder and be like, "Go find the sexy treasure," (laughs) and then cast suffice industrious
1: worker on him. (laughs) Right, you. Scarf, you feel uh, just um, an incredible vitality, and, and oh. don't get me wrong, this is not haste. You feel an incredible vitality, but only from a mundane task, like digging
3: around in the mud. Um, I'll go ahead and dig around in the mud.
1: <laughs> All right, so you step into, uh, into the next room, and uh, to your displeasure, uh, the floor drops out. Uh, uh, drops down about about another foot, and so while the muck appears level, the floor in this room is at least mm. a foot deeper. And you, as you step into this muck, you are down to your waist uh, in mud. This may take some in time. Mud. And um, I know you can <laughs> do it. I believe in you. And you're looking around this room that's about uh, 10 feet by 10 feet. So it's not a big room, it's a perfect square, mossy, muddy walls. You're in this almost swimming pool of mud. And there, um, and yeah, so uh, roll me a perception check real quick as
3: you step down into this. Uh, square uh, mud swimming pool. I'm getting Trash Compactor from Star Wars Vibes. <laughs> yeah. I got Dirty 20. Oh, yeah.
1: Very cool. So you um, you look around, and the first thing that you see is another sign, and it is on the wall next to you. So it's facing out and you have just stepped down in front of your hallway. So, uh, so you, you can kind of turn around and look, but it is, um, it is, it is in the corner um, of this room on the wall that the doorway was in that you just stepped out of. So does that make sense? So yeah, so you kind of have to maneuver yourself to, to be able to see this thing because the writing is literally kind of on the wall. And so you see that. At the same time, you do feel like you see movement in the surface of the muck.
3: I guess if I draw my sword, it's gonna it's, my, it's gonna fill with muck, but.
1: Yeah, your, your scabbard is going to yeah. totally fill up with, with muck. But I yeah. would like
3: to kind of walk with my sword uh, in like a thrust downward position over my head. Okay. And uh, I, will, I would like to read the sign as well. And I'll okay. tell you, we are not alone. Uh, so you say we're not alone
1: and. Yeah. <laughs> And you move over to the side. Uh, Amari and, and Severe. what are you guys doing while Scarf uh, wades towards this uh, this sign on the wall and he tells you that you're not alone? Watching him?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. we passed a bunch of bully and frogs. Uh, this guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Captain obvious he is. Yes, we have each other. There is a sign here. You look at
1: the sign on the wall, and it is in the same red li- uh, red common that you saw down at the bottom. And it says, ha, ha, fooled you. Welcome to the majestic city of Roompah. And that is when the mud around you starts to move. And three, uh, just, it, it's like the mud comes alive. And uh, just... <laughs> kind of moves up and you see these winged mud creatures and um one of them just rises up you like your your senses are on hyper alert and you hear one of them scarf just rise directly behind you another one rises up across the room and the third one rises up near the doorway where uh, amari and scarf are looking in and i need you guys to uh, go ahead and roll for initiative.
4: Who would have ever thought that? I know! This I wouldn't what? be a treasure room! <laughs> oh my God. Why would they lie, these simple creatures? It's not very nice.
2: <clears throat> these creatures are not sexy whatsoever.
4: No. But I am very angry. Do I look
2: like, do I kind of look like them? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just like oh, short do, and yeah, covered you in do mud? Look,
1: you do look very similar to these mud creatures that are rising out of the muck. And at this point, I would like uh, to, to point out, I hope it's not lost on you, that you were outsmarted by bully wugs. At, and just, it's not. Just, you it's. failed the basic test. <laughs> to enter oh. the Bullywug city. It was an intelligence test. And you failed
2: it.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: I, <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, here's, here's where I'm thinking, is that Amari and Sphere should be smarter than a sign saying Sexy Treasure Reward.
0: But at the same time,
2: what if, what if it is a
0: sexy treasure reward?
1: Let me stop and pat myself on the back for a moment. (laughs) I I was like, this is the best trap for these people that I could possibly say.
3: We're just humoring them. We as as players know. Scarf thinks once he beats these guys, he gets his reward. (laughs) Then, then, Then clearly the treasure will emerge. This is all a test.
1: Uh, initiatives. Uh, Scarf, what'd you get? I rolled an eleven. Eleven. All right. Cool. Uh, Amari, sixteen. And then sphere,
2: also sixteen. All right. Cool.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, what's your uh, What's your dexterity there, uh, Amari and Scarf? And uh, sorry, Amari and sphere Z- zero.
2: Yeah, I have a plus four. So
1: okay. Cool. So um, so doo-doo-doo. All right. Sweet. Um. So the three mud creatures rise up and the first one is uh, closest to the door and he looks and Amari is standing in the doorway and Sphere is right behind her and this creature just first it, it sort of takes this form of almost like this uh someone's like a lizard type creature with these wings uh that are sort of made of mud and then it's it just swells like it like doubles in size in mud and then also it contracts rapidly and just belts is viscous mud all over uh, Amari, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw to see if you get uh, if you really get coated in this stuff or if you're able to move away. Oh, cocked. Mm, I got a fourteen. Oh yes, yeah. so you are able to uh, to to move out of the way, and the mud soaks the wall, and then uh, you see the mud harden like. Um, what was that chocolate stuff that, uh, maybe this is before your time, uh, like the chocolate stuff you used to put on ice cream and oh, then it would. the magic
3: shell? Oh yeah, the turtle shell. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like the magic uh, shell stuff, yeah.
4: Like a Dairy Queen they used to dip the cone in it and it, then it would get like tink, tink, tink. Exactly.
1: Ting. That's what happens with the mud that this creature vomited. So it, it just like I'm through and the mud hit uh, splatters all over the wall as you move away. And then you see the mud harden into just like um like plaster almost
2: and uh and that is his turn and sphere it is your turn all right um i'm gonna maneuver past amari and try and get up on this dude and do a little punch punchy
1: all right punch punch
2: punch so um. you
1: you do, uh um, slop down into the viscous mud, which is difficult terrain for you, but you're able to largely, uh, jump off the ledge, uh, and, and get where you need to be, cause he's pretty close.
2: Alright, um, oh, actually, can I try and do something clever? Yeah. You know, since I'm covered in mud, um, could I try and, like, I have, I'm covered in mud, could I take the mud that's on my hands? and like try to like fling it in his eyes and like pocket mud yeah as a bonus action you're good well he's
1: made of mud so uh but yeah you can oh, uh, he's made of mud he's oh, made okay. of mud
2: I, yeah oh i thought i thought it was a bro covered in mud i didn't realize it was like a muck guy no no, guy.
1: no no this this creature uh it literally looked like the mud formed up into
2: uh this elemental creature gotcha we're fighting some mucks here, yeah. is what we're saying. All right. Well, then let me let me just let me just do an uh, unarmed strike on this boy. That no, sounds good. All right. Boosh. Oh yeah. Twenty one. Yep, that hits. All right. Go ahead. Roll dumb Um, five damage, okay. and then let's do. I'm gonna use key point and take uh, patient st- patient defense. Sounds good, Amari. It's your turn.
4: Okay, so can I see? Like, I know the passageway is narrow, but can I see all three of these muddy creatures? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you're in the doorway looking into the room. So yeah, you uh, a quick scan. You uh, you do see the one that has risen up behind Scarf. You see one that's sort of across the room, and and definitely you see the one right in front of you.
4: Right. So I'm going to cast Bane on all three okay. of those buddies, um, they must make a charisma saving throw.
1: Alright, so we're going to go uh, around the room. Mud monsters are known for their charisma. <laughs> oh. they, they have a minus, minus two charisma. Alright. The one near you uh, it gets a 17. The one next to Scarf uh, fails with a 4, and the one across the room f- fails with a 3. So uh, the only one to save is the one close to you. That is all i'm going to do all right the creature behind a uh, scarf is going to rear back and try to punch scarf in the face <laughs> um let's see so 9 plus 3 12 to 8 uh, to 12 doesn't hit does it no all right so he uh, slashes at you with his muddy fist <laughs> and you deftly Dodge
3: and scarf. It's your turn. All right, then I am going to strike back with my sword. Uh, I have my long sword kind of two handed and I'm going to kind of try to plunge it down into him. Uh, actually, first as a bonus action. Uh, I would like to shift. You see, like my fur grow, even though it's pretty matted down <laughs> and I get a All right, so I got eight temporary hit points. All right. Very cool. And then I'm going to make my attack. Does an 18 hit? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. It does. All right. And then since I hit, is that, I've never done this before, so I'm excited. Can I smite him? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I do 1d10 plus 2d8 plus three. Yeah, the smite's not messing around. 19 damage. 19 damage. You
1: uh, just absolutely impale this uh, this mud beast
3: <gasps>
1: and uh, Radiance shoots through your sword, uh, just doing uh, massive damage. You can tell suddenly this this elemental is, is is barely staying together. I will earn this treasure. With that, the um, mud creature across the room drops into the muck and then reforms near the other creature, uh, near the doorway to try to engage with Amari. As well, and it's going to pop up right next to the doorway, and uh, Amari slash at you with its with its muddy hand for a nineteen to AC. Is
4: that minus the four already? Because it's bained. Oh That's yeah, the no, one sorry. From the
1: room, right? Is it is it minus a one D four? Or is it minus four?
4: Yeah. You, so you roll a D four and subtract that number.
1: So it is a, with this, so I rolled a two on the bane, and then it's plus one, so 17 to AC.
4: Yeah, that's still hits. And it's hits. going to be
1: <laughs> five points of damage. And you are covered in mud.
2: You said that, did that pop up behind, you said that pop up behind Amari? No, uh, Amari's
1: still Amari. in the doorway, correct Amari? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it, it came up uh, just right in the doorway. So you've kind of got two of these guys uh, shoulder to shoulder pretty much gotcha. in the doorway. Okay. And Severe, you're... Um, I, you know, I guess you've moved into the muck and you're engaging the first one, yeah. So the other one has come up at the doorway to, to try to engage with Amari. The one that you are fighting, Sphere, is going to try to uh, punch you. And it is...
2: That's a disadvantage because I took dodge. Oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 nowhere close.
1: It, it, it's uh, yeah, he, he flails clumsily at you, and, and you easily uh, dodge his his attack. All right, and uh, Spheres, your turn.
2: I like to think I just stood still, <laughs> and he just swung right over top of me because I'm so short. And then I'm just gonna give him a oh yeah, right into the mud nards. <laughs> the mud nards. Mud nards. Oh, mud nards. Save. Oh. That's a nat one.
1: <laughs> you, put, you try to punch into his mud nards and uh, the, the the muck just kind of pulls away, kind of like Terminator 2 style, you know, as your hand goes through and uh, and then it closes back in to where it was.
2: And I'll make my second unarmed strike on him. That's better. That's going to be a 22. That hits. All right. And five damage again. All right. Another five damage. Slow and steady wins the race. All right. Yep. You're pounding
1: away on this mud beast. Alright, Amari, it's your turn.
4: Okay. So I'm 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 kind of mad that both of these things decided to attack me. So I'm going to cast Word of Radiance on the both of them. Okay. And they need to make a constitution saving throw. One is minus one D four. Okay. And then um you know, I'm just gonna be like Die and then you know
1: whatever. Okay. So uh the first one uh that is attacking sphere fails, and the second one uh also fails. So they both fail their uh, their saving throws. Ooh.
4: And I got a six. You got a six. I got a six You got a six. I got a
1: six radiant
4: damage. Full damage on both of them.
1: Very nice. Alright, cool the the creature that uh was impaled by scarf it looks uh terribly wounded it has been largely cleaved in half it's still somehow holding on to um on to life it it sort of starts to sink back into the mud scarf and then all of a sudden as it's sinking back into the mud it seems to be drawing more mud up into itself and then it surges forward, belching mud at you out of its mouth. And I need you to make a a dexterity saving throw to see if you can avoid being coated.
3: Ooh, it's a five.
1: Uh, That does not save. So this thing surges forward, barfing uh, mud all over you, which immediately hardens into the plaster Mm. that we saw earlier. And you are restrained. And it is, uh, it is your turn. You can make another, uh, saving throw at the end of your turn. Uh, from
3: here on out. What is being restrained? Can I attack still? You cannot attack or move period. Okay. So I can't really do anything. Um, you can't, you, you cannot, you cannot move until you break loose. Would it be a strength saving check to break loose?
1: By the book, it says it is a uh, it is a dexterity saving throw, but to me, it makes a lot more sense that it would be a strength saving throw, and so I'm going to let you use that if you'd like. I'm going to
3: do that. Uh, so strength would be 17.
1: Okay, so you um you wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and then crack, burst this shell off of you. But that is uh but that is unfortunately your turn. And with that, we will go back to Amari and her friend, and it is going to—it uh, has Bane. It is going to attack you for a 14 to AC. That does not hit. All right, and so you definitely uh, dodge its um, its action. Okay, we're okay. we're back at the top. Uh, Sphere, your mud buddy is um, is going to. Uh, is going to attack you, uh, with his muddy fist for a, um, a natural 20. And this is the one that did save from Bane,
3: unfortunately. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so he's going to hit for a, uh, natural 20. So you will take, oh,
2: ow, Ooh. ooh.
1: You're going.
2: (laughs) I took, I used patient defense on the wrong turn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're going to take 13 points of damage.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he really just haymakers you with his big muddy fist. Sphere is bloodied. Oh yeah, but still up. But still up. Yeah, you you get totally uh, you get totally hammered by this. You call that a punch? <laughs> Who said
2: that? <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's my turn right after that, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, all right.
3: Time to break out the special
2: move. Um, I'm just going to punch him again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's too delirious. In his head, he's doing great stuff, but he's just swinging. <laughs> going for the nards. Uh, 14. Uh, That does hit. Oh, awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Am I close on damage or can I go ahead and roll my other attack? You are close on damage. All right, let's see what we got. Ooh, uh eight damage that time. Alright,
1: hold on one second. So this is the guy you've been wrestling with, and alright, so he's still yeah, he is still holding on.
2: Alright, well uh, second underarm arm striked. Yeah, that's gonna be a 24. Okay, that's gonna hit. Uh, and seven damage. Alright, cool. Go ahead. How do you uh how do you finish off this mud beast? Oh yeah, just like one of those I'm like speed bagging on his nards, his mud nards, <laughs> and then it's just like <laughs> through, through, through. And I just do the big punch and it just like puts a hole, a big hole like where his entire pelvis would be. And I just like waved to Scarf like, how you doing over there bud? And then (laughs) and he just collapses in a big puddle, very like X-Men style when that dude turned into water. He's like,
0: water.
3: A Capri Sun commercial.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Awesome
2: that's
1: uh that's it for uh that's it for one of our muddy friends amari it's your turn
4: all right so i'm going to look at the one in front of me and i'm going to cast toll of the dead and for sound effects nate can you please roll your d20
0: (laughs) Okay.
4: <laughs> and since he's been damaged a bit, I'm going to use a d12, but he needs to succeed on a wisdom saving throw.
1: All right. Mud creatures on a wisdom saving throw. All right. Straight up. Uh, eight. Oh, gonzo.
4: Uh, so that would be 11 necrotic. Mm.
2: Ooh! Ouch! Praise be, newbie. The
1: mud uh, crackles and pops, and you see pain go across the face of this uh, mud creature. All right, and he's looking—he's uh, looking pretty beat up. Uh, the mud creature who just soaked Scarf in mud is going to attack, uh, flail wildly as Scarf breaks out of his mud Ugh. cocoon. And uh and 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 fail to do any sort of damage at all.
3: Scarf, it's your turn. Uh I will make another attack with my sword. Just another like downward. Okay. Uh roll for it. Ooh, a twenty-three. Alright, that definitely hits. Alright, so it's one D ten plus three. Eleven damage. Oh yeah.
1: So h- tell me about the end of this uh, of this mud creature.
3: I want to like have it as it as I pierce down, just kind of like go right through its mud mouth, and then just kind of bring my sword back, like cutting it open from the inside as it just like melts back into the pool. That's awesome.
1: So that's it. Uh, Amari, your creature is going to attack again. He has bane, so seventeen to AC. Yeah, that hits. Okay, you're gonna take uh, two points of damage, and it is Sphere's turn.
2: Uh, this other guy's right in front of me, right? Cause he's the one attacking Amari. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just go unarmed strike on that boy, bad boy. That's boring, but okay. I don't really know what else there is to do at the moment. Uh, fifteen to hit. Oh, that does hit. All right. Six damage. All right. And bonus action unarmed strike. Yep. Uh, oh. 11 that does hit oh jeez. okay yeah i guess they're mud uh eight damage all right uh so tell
1: me about the end of uh, this mud monster
2: this one's gonna be a little more fun so since i killed him i'll do why don't you fight somebody your own size get down on the mud sweep out his legs and then he like kind like shrinks down to my high, size and then i punch his head off cover kai <laughs> <Punching> <laughs> in the very nice
1: all right cool so that's uh, the the room fades to silence now, when there's no more motion. Uh, you're looking around a uh, a fairly small room, as I said. It's uh, it's waist deep muck for uh, for most of you. For Sphere, it's almost uh, it's almost like armpit level. And the sign that says "Ha ha, fooled you!" Welcome to the majestic city of Rumpa.
4: I would like to take that. Is that sign like?
1: portable. I mean, it is uh, attached to the wall. Um, Yes, but the walls are soggy. Can I just take it? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would not be hard to get the um, to get the sign off the wall.
3: Um, Well, they're doing that. Can I just kind of walk up to Severe and Amari and put my hands on both of their shoulders and uh, lay on hands? Say, (laughs) You seem tired after our battle. And I will give two HP to Amari and eight HP to Scarf. Or sorry, Severe. Time.
2: You're talking to me or yourself? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I'm gonna take that sign, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice, and just be like, I I mean I could just let Scarf continue to um, excavate this room, but we all know that it was a ruse, and Amari does feel a little bit um, wounded that she fell for this, so. She won't continue to um, humiliate Scarf to her own entertainment by making him dig out endless amounts of mud. Um, so she will, I guess, since that... I don't know if she can dispel that spell on him or if it just needs mm-hmm. to run... It, okay, so she'll just dispel it yeah. from him right. and um, say, uh, well, let's let's get out of here. I imagine it'll be much easier to go down than
2: up. Scarf's still going first.
4: No, I, I I would like to. So she's going to okay. kind of like hop over and she like puts her shield down and she kind of sits her butt in it and she just like...
3: <laughs> shield surfing.
4: Yeah, she just kind of slides off.
1: Like, like like in some sort of a Mary Poppins warrior maneuver, she slides down on her shield, landing gracefully at the bottom. And
4: even more unsettling, Mary Poppins. Exactly <laughs> Weird...
2: Right. A death cleric Mary Poppins. (laughs) All right. Hey, Scarf, sit down, would you? I I sit. (laughs) All right. And then I'm going to, like, get in his lap. And then I, like, take his arms and I put them over my shoulders like those, uh, (laughs) like, hey, put your hands in your pockets.
3: Please keep your hands (laughs) and your feet inside the Scarf at all times. (laughs)
2: All right. Here we go. I start doing the scoop thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got know, to you, you hop forward and then and then uh, down the down you go, and uh, and, and you're able to land uh, <laughs> nicely against the the opposite wall since everyone is positioned correctly and ready. All right, you make your way back down to the uh, the nasty, slippery uh, slope, all the way back to the intersection. You guys are uh, are looking at the signpost again. And uh, the frog chorus has gotten quieter off to the east. And uh, you've got the great, great, wonderful hall in that direction. You've got the majestic city is in the northeast. And you've got the stunning forest
2: to the south. All right, frog fuckers, because I know you can hear me.
3: We had defeated your challenge.
2: And you owe us sexy treasure. So just be aware that scarf is coming for you. And you owe us. There's a debt to be paid.
4: A very sexy
2: debt. It better be very erotic.
3: I want these coins to have nipples. Gold also works. Gold is good.
4: Amari's is going to kind of, like, take out her shield. She's going to recast light on it because it's been a while. And um, she's just going to start, like, tapping the side of it with her mace going, Table rock!
0: Table rock! Oh, yeah! Table, Table rock! Table rock!
4: And then just Table start rock. going towards the great, great hall.
2: And I follow.
4: All right.
1: Yeah. As, as you walk towards the great, great hall... Yelling table rock, you actually hear people go and then scamper away. This uh, actually seems to be an extremely effective strategy, and you do hear numerous bullywugs hear the word table rock and scatter. You follow the passageway towards the great, great, wonderful hall, and uh, in time you make your way to what must be the entrance to the great, great, wonderful hall, because you come into a cavern that is the size of a football stadium. This thing is absolutely enormous. It is as big as one of the big concert amphitheaters, like Blockbuster Pavilion, you know, uh, Wolf Lodge pavilions, things like that. The ones that have, you know, big, uh, big concerts, like the Rolling Stones come or bands that. Are more recent and cool that I am not aware of as you look down from your height you're almost at the back of this amphitheater or you are at the back of this amphitheater and you're looking down at the slope down below you and then this large bowl and there are hundreds of bullywugs and grungs which are smaller uh, smaller more brightly covered frog folk and there are giant toads, and some of the giant toads, uh, the bullywugs or the grungs are just sitting on top of, like they've used them as some sort of a mount. And the, the bullywugs and the grungs and the giant toads are just sunk down into the mud. It is just like a warm incubator in here. It is the perfect tropical frog type habitat. And it's not hard to figure out why these guys would try to build some sort of a bullywug establishment here. The chorus of chirps and barks and ribbits and brumps is just deafening as the uh, Bullywugs are all obviously talking excitedly to each other. The gi- you see the giant toads, as I said, people are sort of sitting on them. You also see them on leashes. They have like harnesses, like you see dogs wearing and uh, some of the frog folk cluster together, others hold torches and weapons, and, and you get the idea that they're there in sort of like this spirit of defiance they have, um, you know, so like shovels and, and uh, just uh, just basic crappy, bullywug weapons. And um, there's a rickety stage that uh, clearly slopes from one corner to the other and uh, just, just the same type of craftsmanship you've seen everywhere in the Bullywug City. Just a uh, soggy, uh, poorly constructed wood uh, feature. But all of the Bullywugs seem to be looking towards this stage. And as you're looking at this, you hear. Bruh! Bruh! And the frog chorus dies down and you see um, the fattest bullywug that you can imagine making his way onto the stage. He looks like a mixture of a bullywug and a giant toad come together. And um, he makes his way onto the uh, stage and he is holding a giant horn that is made from this enormous snail shell. And you realize that that is the sound that you have been hearing echoing through the chambers. And as he steps up, one of the grungs, uh, one of the smaller frogs, this neon yellow frog, steps forward and in a high voice, sort of this kind of piercing uh, voice says,
0: the Honorable Matthias
1: Tongue And you hear everyone go, burp, burp, And this bully steps up and says,
0: Order, order. as many of you.
1: and with this the whole place just goes bonkers and it's like screams of frog chirps and you see the uh, the, the torches start pumping up and down
0: we have-
1: And at this point, a um, a tall and skinny bullywug that looks like a regular bullywug was stretched to twice its height and half of its width. Uh, walks out, and he is wearing what um, what Amari recognizes as a bathrobe, <laughs> and um, he is holding a. Um, a, a what, At one time, it looks like a mace that he has taken the top off of, so that it resembles a royal scepter. And he walks out onto the stage and says,
0: As you know, T Little Rock is our greatest fear, and it has returned. I don't mean to scare you, but perhaps children should leave the great, great, wonderful hall if you have driven along.
1: And at that point you see uh some of the bully wugs with tiny little frogs clinging to their back <laughs> start to file out the side doors, <laughs> heading away towards uh what um to what you think must be uh, the majestic city of Rumpa, based on how the, uh, the the passageways led out of that intersection. So they are heading in that direction.
0: Now, it is true that we have already felt tail Rock's invincible desire today I told you this day might come, and I have prepared for it. We will triumph this time. And you hear,
1: uh, especially all the bullywugs that are armed go, yeah, and uh, they're pumping their arms and their weapons and their torches into the air. And uh, Governor Phineas Millionaire or Phoebus Millionaire says.
0: Let me introduce our contingency plan. I have gathered together the greatest team of frog folk, hunters, and warriors that is known in these lands.
1: And everyone starts to go, burr, 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 burr. and as they're getting more fired up, you see, you see four frog poke, uh, frog folk approaching the stage, and they're like professional wrestlers coming to the ring, and uh, this place is absolutely going wild. And Governor, uh, Phoebus, Millionaire says,
0: You have met them in our city. You know what they're here for. My rivals said that was amazing. But here we are. They are the finest warriors. That have ever existed, put your frog hands together for Bull Grog War And
1: this a uh, bullywug that looks like a beach ball with tiny legs and tyrannosaurus arms wearing chain mail. And he's got this enormous mouth that looks like he could eat watermelons like they were almonds. Steps up onto the stage. And you people go grog, 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 And the second one uh, the, is uh, the second warrior moves to step onto the stage and you see a neon red grung with black splotches that look like a Rorschach test and he has a crossbow that is twice as long as he is tall and there's an enormous um, looking glass mounted on top of this huge crossbow and uh, Governor Phoebeus Millionaire says Silent. and the place says, yeah and they go and a Phoebus Millionaire goes
0: eh, Lord Mouth.
1: And there is this um what looks like a normal bully wug, except that he has a tricorn hat, uh, like a swashbuckler hat and a rapier. Tucked through his uh, belt, steps onto the stage, and he he does the sort of the shaking hand up into the air, and then into a sweeping bow, where he whips his feathered tricorn hat off and just tucks into a deep bow, and uh, the
0: the crowd goes moth 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 but certainly not least, High Priest
1: Frognagin! And um, this green, just leggy tree frog is what he looks like, with a white toga wrapped around him, and he has a four-pronged spear that looks like a frog gigger. And he joins the other three frog warriors on stage, and f- and the crowd at this point is going nuts until the honorable Matthias Flytongue blows his horn again, Brrrr! and a silence falls over this enormous gathering. Phobius Millionaire steps back forward and says.
0: We will be releasing Burp to Falling Table Rock and destroy the monster. Burp, 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 burp. Phoebus
1: millionaire pushes his palms downward to calm the cloud, and he says,
0: I recommend staying together in large groups until the beast is destroyed. With that, let us begin.
1: Keeper the Silent is uh, thrusting his giant crossbow with the Looking Glass on top into the air. And uh, Bull Grog the Pincher, he's just with his tiny little Tyrannosaurus arms, is just doing thumbs up to the crowd and then finger guns like that. And Lord Mouth is uh, doing like the Princess uh, 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 Queen Elizabeth wave where he's just kind of rotating his hand. As he walks away, and the high priest Grogan is is mock praying. You know, he's he's making uh, he's got his palms together and he's touching his forehead in like a namaste way, and then he's uh, looking up at the uh, at the ceiling and shaking his hands like a like a minister at a at a out of control revival. And they leave the stage and head through a side passage. Disappearing towards the majestic city of Lumpa, and um, and you start to sense that this shindig may be breaking up, and you get a feeling that you are a bit exposed standing in the hallway that you are in
2: and that's gonna be it for today's session hey everyone dustin bays uh welcome back to the blue ridge adventures guild we're so excited to be back from our holiday break and to be pumping out new episodes for you guys uh if you're like me you made an awesome new year's resolution to rate and review more podcasts so stick with it and rate and review our podcast it's super helpful uh, if you want to find us on them internets, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram by searching BragPod. It's B R A G P O D, and you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube by looking up Blue Ridge Adventures Guild. Next episode is going to be coming out January twenty fifth, and that's when we're going to see you again. See you then. Thanks. Bye.